Kate, I got to say, winter is nice for a little hibernation, rest, Mm -hmm. recouping. But I am ready for the sunny, warm days of spring. But full disclosure, that does not mean my skin is ready. Mm, I hear you, Dory. I hear you. See, your skin, I don't know if you know this, but your skin goes through a big transition between seasons, not just on the surface, but at the cellular level. That's why it's important to nurture it from the inside out with products that do more than just protect against the sun's UV rays. OneSkin's products are powered by their scientifically proven peptide called OS1. This peptide reduces the accumulation of damaged aging cells, the cells that make your skin less resilient and more prone to lines and wrinkles. Instead of masking these issues, OneSkin addresses them at the cellular level, boosting your skin's natural barrier to lock in moisture and help protect against the elements. They have a full line of face and body products, including OS01 Shield, an SPF that prevents UV-induced aging and repairs cellular aging all at once. I got to say, I also love that they do body products because I feel Mm. like a lot of times the old Mm -hmm. bod gets a little neglected. Totally ignored. Right? It's just as important as the face. I mean, it's more of of our surface area. Yes. So I have been using and loving the Body Topical Supplement, which is a body moisturizer. And my skin looks and feels just like hydrated, kind of like plumped. You know when your skin gets that gets that look? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. It feels it, like nice to the touch. Yeah. And it's getting me ready for bare leg season, I got to say. Mm, can't wait to see those gams, Dory. I know. I know you can't. It, it's really leaving me feeling like nature isn't the only thing that will see new growth this spring, if you catch my drift. Oh, I do. I... I've also been loving their prep facial cleanser, which cl- it cleanses without drying, which is a tough needle to thread in the cleanser world. And they do it well. So thank, thank you, you One Skin. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code FOREVER at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code FOREVER. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. Help your skin stay younger and healthier for longer with OneSkin. Kate, I don't know if you know this about me, but one of my resolutions this year is to create the kind of home that I never want to leave. Oh, I didn't know that about Mm -hmm. you, but I really think that's a beautiful intention for the year. Thank you so much. And that is why I love that Jenny Kane is a sponsor of our show because they have the elevated home essentials that are exactly what I need to create my own personal haven. And I guess for my family as well. You know, oh, they, they can, can, they can be part of it. Yeah. Their interior pieces are California chic and instant classics with a clean, effortless, and totally refined feel. From luxurious bedroom linens and iconic furniture to the coziest pillows and throws, not to mention the most incredible scented candles. You know, Jenny it. Kane Home is here to help you live your best year yet from home. I love all my Jenny Kane stuff, but the Jenny Kane throws, I mean, if you have not oh, yeah. curled up on a couch mm-hmm. under a Jenny Kane throw, I mean, it's like, I, 
You Are become you the person, like <laughs> you just become the coziest human to ever exist. You do. It's like, it's the best. Not to mention the candles. I mean, right now I have my musk candle just beautifully scenting my room. It's, well, it's you like know, I'm so a, nice. I'm a collector of the Jenny K. Montecito candle. Oh, like I, I, I actually, I, I buy know. like three at a time because I worry about not having enough. Oh, well, Kate, I think like the next level of my home havenness is hosting a dinner party. <gasps> And I really want to up my tabletop game. And the Jenny Kane collection of classics makes it so easy. The Pacific Dinnerware collection is so durable. It's perfect for everyday use. But I can also see how it would feel so luxe when I have guests over too. So find the perfect way to refresh your space at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code F35 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order. J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code F35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. We're not, but we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And today we are bringing you another episode of Product Recall, a weekly episode where we dig deeper into the history of an iconic product and its lingering impact. <laughs> Most cases it lingers. Yeah. And we're doing these episodes every Friday here on Forever 35. We're also taking requests. Mine was requested by the one I'll be working on. I'm not doing it right now, but next, the one we're recording You're later. Not. The one I did, well, we talked about this last week, but the one I did last week on St. Ives Apricot Scrub was requested like at the same time that I was deciding to do it. So yeah. I was like really in a mind meld with our listeners. But if you want to suggest something, you can call or text us at 781-591-0390. And you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. We also post all of our sources for these episodes on forever35podcast.com. We're on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast. And you can join the Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. You can also sign up for our newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. I want to encourage you if you're like here and you're like, I don't think I'm going to listen to this. I don't want to learn about an old product. This is a fun ride <laughs> where we get into a lot of unexpected shit. It's true. It's really true. And... This one we're going to talk about today is a doozy. Is it really? Kind of. So, I definitely like, there were definitely things that were surprising that I was surprised by. You are our guide today on this. I am journey. your guide today. I, I also just before we start, I just want to put in a plug for our new merch on Balance Bound. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. I was just drinking out of the my horse girl mug. Kate is drinking out of her very cute horse girl mug. I've been wearing my Reframe the Narrative sweatshirt constantly. Yeah, it's it's delightful. It's all delightful. And that's at balancebound.co slash shop slash forever35. <sighs> now, Kate, I want to ask you something. Okay. There's no wrong answer. Okay. Okay. Deal. But when you think of like the iconic beauty slogans of the last, let's say, 30 years. 
What is one that comes to mind? I mean, I can say the one for the product off the top of my head for okay. the brand that you're doing. What is it? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Okay. Yes. I mean, it's like that is just seared in my brain like forever, right? It is. And you know, as I was kind of racking my brain when you asked the question and I like kind of went through, I'm going to date myself, a Rolodex sure. of brands. And I was like, CoverGirl, it can't, it's not popping to mind. Revlon? The other kind of thing I can sing is the Cindy Crawford Charlie perfume commercial. That's like the only other thing that comes to my brain. But like Charlie perfume, for example, is not really well known now. No, no. But and I also I would love to know because you're doing a Maybelline product. Is that still the slogan? Do they still say maybe she's born with it? Maybe it's Maybelline? No, they don't. Um, But that was the iconic slogan of our our youth and our adolescence um that slogan started in 1991 that slogan was coined in 1991 no way yes what did they did they have a slogan before then because maybelline's been around for a while right maybelline has been around for a while they had some like catchphrases that they used but nothing as iconic as maybe she's born with it maybe it's maybelline I would love it if like in the 70s, they were like, you're a piece of shit <laughs> until you put on Maybelline. Like, I love the evolution uh, of slogans. You know, they yes, think they're being like, totally. There's often this feeling that like they're getting savvier and kind of more um, like dipping out of beauty culture, even though they're still beauty yes, culture Yes. So today we're going to be talking about Maybelline Great Lash Mascara. A fucking legend. An icon, like truly an iconic product. I would say like one of the most famous, like top five most famous makeup products ever. Yes. And part of that, and I was saying this to Kate because I have, um, I have the product here with me. I have their OG Maybelline Great Lash Mascara in very black. The packaging, the, the green and pink packaging is essentially the same packaging that they have had since they launched the product in 1971. No. Like the 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 shape has changed right. and things have changed and like the 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 font has changed but the color scheme has stayed exactly the same. And I would bet you if you asked a thousand American women our age within like 10 years of our age if they could picture a tube of Maybelline Great Lash Mascara, they would be able to picture it. Yes, because its colors are that classic pairing of hot pink and then like neon pea green. Like yes. what, what a pairing. What a pairing. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about the development of Great Lash Mascara, but also the history of Maybelline. Who is Maybelline? The history of mascara. Oh no, we are going. We for are it. going deep. But first, I want to play you a commercial from 1992. Okay, okay, I'm 12. Okay. Says so some women have amazing lashes. Was that Nikki Taylor? Are they born lucky? I can sing that jingle in my fucking sleep. Okay. Maybe it's Maybelline. Like that yeah. just, it's so burned in me. Yes. And that was, that was model legend Nikki Taylor in the mix mm-hmm. in there, right? Mm-hmm. 
So Great Lash Mascara is one of the top selling beauty products of all time. My my this mascara to me is the one that's always like mm, professional makeup artists keep this in their box. Like yes. this is the secret of all of like totally. celeb makeup artists. Totally. So in 1971 when they launched this mascara, Maybelline had been around for decades. The company actually started um in 1915. These companies are all so old. Mm-hmm. It's wild. And they started as, it wasn't called that then, but they started as a mascara company. And we'll get into that in a bit. But Great Lash was kind of a revolutionary product when it launched. It was the first water-based mascara. What were they made out of before then? At the time, most mascaras were solvent-based. And they tended to repel water. So you needed uh, an oil-based remover to take them off. Like you were essentially putting on like shoe polish on your eyelashes. Yes, yes. Like petroleum was um, in a lot of these products. So that was one thing. And then the green and pink color scheme was actually inspired by Lily Pulitzer. Ooh, now that is fascinating. So real kind of like waspy Palm Beach. Yes. Moo Moo. Yes. The pink and green, the iconic pink and green. Yes. Very, very 70s prep. Yes. So that is where that came from. Interesting. Yeah. And, you know, I think Maybelline from the beginning did an amazing job at selling itself as kind of high end almost but inexpensive like they advertised in vogue but then you could buy them at woolworths so we're talking like in the 70s when this mascara came out that's where they were advertised yes so in the 70s in 1972 right after they introduced it there they had a full page ad in vogue Wow. And it says, the ad says, Maybelline introduces Great Lash, the protein mascara. Protein? Protein. Great Lash Mascara is the greatest way to make skimpy lashes look thick, thicker, thickest. Special creamy formula. Creamy, smooth formula builds lush new body onto lashes. Microscopic photos prove Great Lash greatly increases the diameter of every lash. Um blah 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 the f- and then there on the bottom it says the finest in eye makeup yet sensibly priced oh so that is the selling point yes and here kate you can see this was the original tube it looks exactly like the tube that's sitting on the table in front of me. yeah like it has the green cap it has the pink body the colors are slightly more muted but it's hard to say whether that's just because of this is a vintage ad um the lettering on the pink is gold Whereas now, like Kate says, it has more of kind of an 80s vibe, actually. But it's it's recognizable as Great Lash Mascara. Also, there's so much text in that ad. It's like a book. Yeah, but I feel like that's what older ads always used to be. Like, sure, we'll give you tons of information. Totally. Totally. Um, and you could buy it. At the time, like it, there, I found an ad in Woolworth uh, for Woolworths in a newspaper, and it was a dollar twenty-seven. Okay, 
That's great. Yeah. And Woolworths. The, mm. And one of Maybelline's older mascara products that had launched in the 60s called Ultra Lash Mascara was 67 cents. Oh. So the Ultra Lash was like more expensive, you know, more exciting. You mean not the Ultra Lash was more expensive? Sorry, the Great Lash was more expensive. Right. So yes. just adding a dollar to the price tag made it well, it's, it's like it, an upsell essentially. Yeah. Yeah, made it made it an upsell. Um and you see this kind of throughout the 70s and 80s like how they are pitching the product and who they're pitching it to. Like if you remember a lot of the product recalls that we've done already, a lot of the ads were kind of sexy. Yes. Like you know, a lot of a lot of sex selling, right? Yeah. In the 70s and 80s. Um, and Maybelline with Great Lash takes kind of a different tack. They're really targeting like the working woman. Mm, okay. okay. Um, so it's a commercial from 1986. And Kate, what you will see in here... Well, actually, I want to hear what you see. Okay. I'll okay. do a play-by-play. Okay. Woman in a bed on the phone laughing. An older woman opening a window. A vet with a puppy. Happy birthday, a woman. Can't believe someone celebrated the birthday. And then a running professional. All white ladies. Flirtier. Another thicker white lady. Sassier. White. Thicker is great lash mascara by Maybelline. More than just thick. It conditions as it thickens. And lashes can't get any wow. thicker than this. A woman with a great lot of hair. conditions as it thickens by Maybelline. Okay. Looking my best. Feeling, Feeling my best. <laughs> So that okay. was that was pre maybe she's born with it maybe it's Maybelline but the vibe is the vibe is the same a little bit. Oh actually no, I would say the vibe is different. It's kind of like all these women are just having the best f- moment of their life. When that lady opens the window, it's yes. like she can't believe the window opens. But she is old. Yes, she looks full on 75. She, yes. And that was what I found so interesting about this ad. It, you have women now as you pointed out, they're all white. They're all I would say conventionally attractive. Yes. But age-wise, they are very diverse. So Yes, it's strange almost. I've never seen that. Right. So you have first you have a a girl who looks like she's in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, she looks older, but I think she's supposed to the be the person high on the bed chatting. Yes. Yes. Um, very high school. She yeah, she's she looks like she's in high school. She's on her bed on her phone. And then down the hall, her grandmother opens right. a window. Opens a window. Then you have a woman who's a vet who looks like she's in her like 30s, mm-hmm. maybe. Then a, I think a wealthy looking middle-aged woman celebrating a birthday at a restaurant with like a handsome silver fox yes. husband. Yes. And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe he arranged with the server to yeah. get me a cake with a candle. With a candle. Yes. Then you have a woman in a pussy bow shirt. Wait, those are called pussy bows? Yes. I've never heard that. That's the most terrible thing I've ever I'm heard. I'm sorry. That's what they're pussy called. Pussy bow? Yes. Oh, I'm going to vomit. Um, who looks like she's on her way to work. Very like working girl. Right. Like she's she's taken it to Wall Street. Yeah, exactly. And then you get a very pretty woman in glasses like reading a book who winks when the voiceover <laughs> says thicker is flirtier. And this is kind of as sexy as it gets, right? Like, it's not the overt sexiness. And the only man in the whole commercial is the silver, silver fox, fox, who's yeah. very cute. Um, and then thicker is sassier. You get a very 80s looking woman in like a, an enormous hat. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then there's a then there's a gal at the end with the most voluminous 80s hair you've ever yes. seen. So I just thought this was really interesting because it, to me, it seemed like what Maybelline is saying here is this mascara is for everybody. Comma, if you're white. If you're white. Yes. Um, although in the 60s, they were running ads in um, Ebony magazine with black models. Interesting. Yeah. But anyway, this commercial, yes, everyone is white. Right. But I think... I see what you're saying. What I think they were going for was sure. this idea of like, this is the every woman's mascara. Right. We can all look our best, feel our best, and yes. have thicker, flirtier lashes. Which, yes. by the way, have you ever looked at someone's lashes and been like, ooh, flirty? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Right? Never. Um, and in 1987, there's an article in the New York Times... Um, and they quote someone as saying that great lash sells as well to 14-year-olds as to 60-year-olds. That's interesting. Yeah. How often do you think that happens? Probably not I a lot. I don't think very often. Um, so that was one of the things that I found really interesting about this product in particular, how broadly it was adopted across age groups. I wonder which came first, the chicken or the egg in this situation. Like, Did they target teens to octogen? Nigerians, however you say that word, or did just all folks adopt it and they were like, better just market it? Because I often feel like, often I, I find what happens with advertising is like the people you market it to aren't always the people who pick it up and you almost have to adjust. Yes. I mean, I think as we'll see in the next segment, I think Maybelline as a company was always really good at appealing to a wide range of consumers. Should we take a little break? Let's take a little break. Okay. And then we're going to get into the history of the Maybelline company. Buckle up. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Honey Love. If you're thinking about giving your old underwear drawer a sprucing up this spring, I would check out Honey Loves Bras. They're so supportive that they eliminate the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it feels like a second skin. You'll immediately feel and see the difference. It's so next level comfortable, you'll honestly forget you're wearing it. I'm a big fan of the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. Ooh, hello. I wear mine pretty much every day because like I just said, it's so supportive, but also so comfortable. Yeah, I love mine. Oh, they're just, they're they're truly the best. But if you're in the market for a more relaxed, like loungy kind of bra, mm -hmm. I do recommend their V-Bra. It offers the support of a traditional bra without the uncomfortable underwire, and it's designed to lift and separate. It has molded cups. It's not a shelf-like bra that creates like that uni-boob effect. And they have tanks and leggings for everyday support. Pair your V-Bra with their breathable and versatile leggings. Honey Love has you covered, literally. It's time to spring clean your bra drawer. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you... Yes, you deserve it. Today's episode is brought to you by Peloton. You know, in the past, Kate, I had this bad habit of thinking like, oh, you know what? I don't have time for a workout. 
Yeah, you kind of get in your head like if you don't have three hours, right? Exactly. To do your fitness routine, you can't do it exactly. at all. Right. But the fact of the matter is fitness is all about what you can give, not what you think you have to give. And Peloton supports and guides members with that kind of philosophy from day one. The Peloton community, app, and bike all help you start no matter what level you're at because wherever you're starting, there's thousands of classes to get you moving. Whether that's beginner or advanced rides, feel-good live DJ rides, or artist-themed rides, they've got something for you. And to this point about like not having, you know, hours of time to work out, yesterday I was like, I have half an hour. I've really been wanting to do this strength class. Let me just do it. And it was great. And like I didn't need to work out for an hour and a half or whatever. Like I just got to do my 30 minute class with Adrian, one of the strength instructors. I love Adrian. It was great. And yeah. And then I was done. And as I, I mentioned on the podcast that at night I've been doing healthy back yoga and restorative yoga. And it's just been like such an amazing nighttime routine. I love Chelsea. I love some uh, Aditi. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, they really know how to make me feel good. Just going to say You know what, that. Dory? I, um, I hopped on a, a Cody Rigby 30-minute bike class the other day. Mm-hmm. And not only did mm-hmm. it like feel good physically, but it was like such a help to my mental health. Like I felt so much better mm-hmm. mentally when I was done. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Peloton bike instructors keep you motivated from day one. They'll show you the basics. They'll help take the guesswork out of your workout and encourage you to build from there. And Peloton Entertainment keeps you moving. Watch your favorite TV shows as you ride. It's Mm. perfect for those days when you can't decide whether you want to work out or watch TV to relax. Wherever you're starting, get moving with a Peloton bike or bike plus rental at www.onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with glorious Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation 
with Chris Voss, or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe Capture Your Vision Through Photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, you know, I've been getting into like the spring cleaning vibe. Yeah, you have really been kind of doing a refresh, if you will. I've been trying, but I got to say, it's a lot more fun when you also get to do a little space refresh. Mm. So I'm talking like moving furniture around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me get a new piece here or there, swap out the blankets. Like I'm I'm almost ready for my cotton blanket instead of my wool blanket. Yes, the seasons are changing and so is your home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And with Jenny Kane's Elevated Home Essentials, I can get exactly what I need to create the kind of place I frankly never want to leave. Jenny Kane Home is a California brand through and through, and their interior pieces are instant classics. From their candle scents, I don't have to tell you how much I love the musk candle and Kate, of course, is partial to the Montecito candle. Always and forever. Yeah. To their iconic furniture and the coziest pillows, Think clean, effortless, and totally refined. Jenny Kane Home is all about the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design, so you can curate a space that never goes out of style and always feels fresh as spring. Find the perfect way to refresh your space at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code F35 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code F35. Okay, I have my seatbelt fastened. Okay, great. And I want to say I know nothing about the history of Maybelline. Like I absolutely couldn't tell you a single thing about the company other than it's product. I've bought their products. Kate, I too knew nothing. But here we go. So I want you to go back to the turn of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. There is a young couple in Kentucky named Thomas and Benny. Thomas is the is a boy. Mm-hmm. He's 16. Benny is 16. 16. Benny is 14. Stop it. Okay. Wait, Thomas and Benny, do they have a last name? Thomas Williams. Okay. Benny gets pregnant. No, they aren't married at this they point. They are not married, but they elope and get married by a justice of the peace. Okay. Her father is furious. And insists on getting the marriage annulled. Oh, gross. And Thomas's father, who's kind of like a big wig in town. Uh-huh. He's like the sheriff and like, you know, yeah, prominent family. And he's like, this is so embarrassing. And he encourages Thomas to leave town. So Thomas is kind of like entrepreneurially minded and decides he's going to go to Florida. But does he leave Benny? He Benny, Benny is home at home. Like, yeah. He's he's kind of forced to leave Benny. Like Thomas not- better make a ton of money in Florida and send it all back to Benny, who then lives her best life. So Benny goes to Florida because he has this idea that he's going to try to sell fruit 
to Northerners, like South Florida oranges to Northerners. I mean, when my grandparents used to spend two months in Florida, they would send us grapefruits. And totally. they were the best grapefruits I'd ever had. Unfortunately, Thomas doesn't really think about the cost of shipping. <laughs> and he, I mean, he's like 16. He's 16. He loses all his money. Oh, man. Okay. So he comes home kind of like tail between his legs. But his dad is still like, you know, kind of not his dad doesn't tell him to leave, but he's like embarrassed at this point and he decides to go move in with his brother in Chicago. And again, Benny's just fucking at home in Kentucky with the kid. Yes. Like this. He starts working at Montgomery Ward, the mail order catalog. And he says he wants to start his own mail order business. Okay. Okay. So that's Thomas. Um, in 1915, Thomas's sister, Mabel. Oh, I see where we're going see here. See where we're going mm-hmm, with this? Mm-hmm. Um, has a little accident while she's getting ready for a date. She singes her <gasps> eyelashes and her eyebrows. So Thomas in 1915 is 19 years old. Okay. And he sees... Mabel, after she singes her eyelashes and eyebrows off. Probably just like blowing out a candle while reading Pride and Prejudice or something like that. She uses a homemade mixture of petroleum jelly, coal dust, and burnt cork to darken her eyelashes. Wow. And she refers to it as something she learned from uh, a harem secret. (laughs) Okay, Mabel. Because at the time, eye makeup was not considered proper. Ladies, quote unquote, only used powder and creams. Ugh. Eye makeup was considered like the purview of sex workers. Ooh. Yeah. So you were considered sort of slatternly if you used eye makeup. So she was only using this because she had like literally singed her eyelashes and eyebrows off. Right. But Doing she was, God knows what. But she was like, but hey, I know the secret. And Thomas is like, huh, well, that's interesting. I see. So a man is going to steal an idea from sex workers is what I'm learning. That's what you're I'm going to take learning. all the credit. Yep. Oh, Thomas, God damn you. So he tries to make his own mascara for Mabel. Like he's basically like mixing potions, but it doesn't work. So he gets a chemist to make it for him. And then... Thomas and his brother and his sister start packaging it on the stove of their Chicago boarding house, and they call it Lash Browine, which is a combination of eyelash, eyebrow, and Vaseline. Lash Browine. Lash Browine. And here I have a I have an early advertisement for Lash Browine. And the the sort of the headline on the ad is Secret of Beautiful Girls. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's, it's brash. Wait, lash lash browine. browine. I can't even say it. <laughs> lash browine. It says beautiful eyelashes and eyebrows make beautiful eyes. Beautiful eyes make a beautiful face. If your eyebrows and eyelashes are short, thin, and uneven, you can aid nature in a marvelous way in nourishing and promoting their natural growth by simply applying a little lash browine nightly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they start producing this um and then they um they start making they they decide they need to come up with um like they need to market it a little bit better so they 
put Mabel's photo on the mm. tin. Thomas's family loans them some money. They trademark the name Maybell Laboratories. And they place an ad in Photoplay Magazine. Beautify your lashes with Lash Browine. Send 25 cents. Um, and it becomes this huge success. And it's partly because Thomas is claiming it can help grow your lashes, which it's kind of a dubious, dubious claim. Mm-hmm. Um, they start producing some other products like face powder, beauty cream, and toilet lotion, which is deodorant, essentially. Oh. Um, but then the Bureau of Chemistry, which is the precursor to the FDA, cracks down and challenges their claims about hair growth. Oh, wow. And people stop buying the product. So he's like, oh, fuck. He's like another Florida shipping fiasco. Literally. But he develops a new product with a more natural kind of vibe. And it, it gets applied with a tiny brush over the lashes. Here we go. And now they call it Maybelline. So these dudes yes. these folks these people yes they essentially bring mascara a trade secret of the harems to the mainstream yes add a brush name it after mabel yes there's a little bit of the history of mascara that i'll get into in a bit um there were some products developed in france in the 19th century but they never like made it over to america so he essentially brings mascara to america got it um and he calls it Maybelline. He calls it an eyelash and eyebrow beautifier. And his friend, Emery, Emery Shaver, comes up with an idea for a new ad. So instead of an illustration, they're going to use a real model and orders fly in. Now, I want to have a little sidebar about Emery Shaver. So I got a lot of this from a, I believe, self-published book by a woman named Sherry Williams, who is the grand niece of Thomas Williams. Okay. Her father, wait, no, she's the niece of Thomas Williams. No, she's the grand niece. Her grandfather was Thomas's brother. Got it. Who was like in the kitchen. Different brother. Oh, a different brother. Different brother. But he was sort of like peripheral to the story. Um, so she wrote this book that was like very fascinating, actually. And Emery Shaver was someone who worked at Montgomery Ward. In he wrote ad copy for Montgomery Ward, and he and Thomas meet, and they essentially become life partners. A couple, like yes, <gasps> they become a couple. Wow. Yes. Thomas. Yes. I mean, I'm happy for Thomas. I'm still, I'm still hurting for Benny. He's sending Benny money this okay, whole time. You can see that my, the, I'm hung up on yes. Benny. No, and you should be. Okay, so um, Thomas and, and Emery become Thomas a thing. Thomas and Emery become a thing. Oh, and they stay together the whole... They the stay together until Emery dies in 1964. I'm writing like 50 different romances. Oh, same. I was like, story. why is this not a limited series? Oh my God, yes. The creation of Maybelline. Yes. <gasps> like, it's actually... A fascinating oh story. God. Television executives who are obviously all tuned in. Yes. Dory and I want to write this for you. Yes, we do. I mean, so, just Dory. I'll just so hang Emery on. Emery is actually like an advertising genius. And he starts getting Hollywood stars to appear in Maybelline ads. Smart. So in 1924, he gets Mildred Davis, who's a Hollywood silent film star. 
Um, she's the first actress to appear in Maybelline ads. And then, and Thomas like understands the power of advertising. Between 1915 and 1929, he spent over a million dollars on Maybelline advertisements. Which has got to be a ton of money. A ton in of money. In ni- 1929 alone, he was spending $300,000 a year on advertising in more than 40 magazines and Sunday newspaper supplements. So he is like blanketing the town wow. <laughs> with Maybelline ads um, to the point where until the mid 30s, the word Maybelline was basically synonymous with mascara. It was the Kleenex of mascara. Yes. People okay. would be like, I'm putting on my Maybelline and my lipstick. Wow. But as Maybelline starts expanding into other product areas, Tom decides that like he really needs to brand this as mascara. Um, and around the same time, like in the early 30s, he hires this guy named Rags Ragland. Stop it. <laughs> his real name is Howard, but no, they no. call him Rags. I only want to think of him as Rags, Rags. Ragland. Okay. And his big innovation is that he's going to start selling mascara in grocery stores and chain drug stores. Yeah, he is. So he's going to give us the drugstore makeup aisle. He's going to give us the drugstore makeup <gasps> aisle. Until now, they had only been in some stores in Chicago and doing a big mail order business. And they stop selling in department stores because they take too much commission. Take that. Yeah. So they are, they're, they're really, um, they also have to figure out like during the depression, what they're going to do because like people don't have money, but things really turn around with this, um, ad campaign they do with Jean Harlow, the movie star. Ooh la la. Okay. Yeah. Um, and here, I'll show you this. It's a very dramatic ad. Oh, she, um, she, wasn't she like legendary for her brows too? Like her super thin eyebrows. Yeah. And her like dramatic eyes. Yeah. Her lashes are so long. And it says your eyes can have the same beauty and appeal as these. Wow. Yeah. Um, and she does a lot of ads. There's another ad, um, that she does in 1936. That's like a color ad. It's beautiful. Yeah. Jean. Um, and the text for this ad says the romantic charm of beautiful eyes can be yours instantly with a few simple brush strokes of Maybelline. So, you know, in the span of like 20 years, they had convinced American women that not only was eye makeup not the only for sex workers, but they had like sold it as glamorous and necessary, even in the depression men making money (laughs) off of us. Um, now eventually Thomas moves there. There's all sorts of drama that I won't get into, but eventually Thomas and Emery decide to move to LA yeah, they do. And they buy Rudolph Valentino's house in the Hollywood Hills. I don't know who Rudolph Valentino is. He was a director? No, he was a he was like the biggest silent film star. Oh. Very handsome. I'm over here Googling silent film stars, by the way, as we're talking. <laughs> just if you see me like tittering away, it's because I just want to see what Rudolph looks like while we're talking. And Emery is just really focused at the time on getting these Hollywood stars to use and advertise Maybelline products. They also have, they're also, they become part of this like closeted gay Hollywood circuit. And they have these very private, very discreet pool parties with the closeted gay and bi men of Hollywood. Oh, wouldn't you love to be a f- 
fly on that outdoor pool oh, yeah. wall. And then in the book, it's like basically implied that they lived as a thruple with this other very handsome um, man named Arnold Anderson. Uh, so, you know, Thomas was living this like very fascinating life while also running this now multi-million dollar cosmetics company. And this is still, they're not owned by anybody. It's still no, just Maybelline on its own. Still just Maybelline on its own. Um, and they like, they are just marketing geniuses. So like, they, f- America enters the war, right? And mm-hmm. after Pearl Harbor in 1941, and they find out that petroleum is going to start being rationed in 1942. So they start running these ads where one is a housewife writing a letter to her husband at the front and the ad says they're doing their bit by keeping their femininity that's why we keep fighting oh boy and another ad says war women and maybelline stop it so then in the spring of 1942 the pentagon warns fdr not to create a glamour shortage because it might lower national morale so the cosmetics companies are allowed to continue using petroleum like as much as they want. That is bonkers. Isn't that bananas? Holy. What? That is very dark mm-hmm. that they were using war in their advertising. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They start selling war bonds. Of course they do. Um, I mean, this. I'm, I'm giving like the very abbreviated version, but it's it's a fascinating story. Um. And the name of the book written by written by Sherry Williams is the Maybelline story and the spirited family dynasty behind it. Okay. So Kate on that somewhat depressing note of war. Yeah. Yeah. We'll stop at world war two. We'll stop at world war two. Let's take a little break. Kate, I gotta say, the ultimate confidence booster for me, at least, is a good hair day. I love, I love a good hair day. I always right? feel feel like I'm really myself when my hair is looking great. Yes, and a good hair day starts in the shower with Way's new hair gloss that gives you incredible shine in just five minutes. Now, Kate, I know that you are a hair gloss girly. I mean, I would say I'm a hair gloss womany woman. Sure. But girly too. Yeah, I love their new hair gloss. I've used it. I keep it in the shower. It just gives you like immediate shine. It help treat it helps treat some of the damage in my hair. Yep. Yep. It yep. pops my color vibrancy. It's made with hyaluronic acid, which we love, and rice water. And according to this consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, mm. healthier, and smoother, like me. I wasn't in that study, but I agree. And, you know, it's funny, right before we started recording this, we were both just talking about all the whey products that we use and love. You had a whole whey day today, Dory. I had a whey day. I used their detox shampoo in the shower. I used their leave-in conditioner when I got out of the shower. And then I just put a little of their hair oil on the Mm. ends of my hair. You may be noticing, Kate, that they look especially sleek. Yeah, they do, and silky, dare I say. you. And then I also spritzed a little bit of their perfume on, the Melrose Place perfume. You went all the way. Oh, Kate, I see what you did there, and I like it. 
I will say I also just love that detox shampoo because it really like gets rid of all my product buildup, all the hard water deposits in my hair, which are a lot, dirt, oil, all that gunk. And you can use it on color-treated hair like my own Mm -hmm. and keratin-treated hair and Brazilian blowouts. Look, we love whey. We do. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and use promo code Forever35 for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I dot com, promo code Forever35 for 15% off any product. Kate, have I told you about the new dining room chairs that I got from Article? You have mentioned how much you like these chairs, but I, I feel like right now is a good place to just elaborate. (laughs) Well, you know, it's been a long time since we got new furniture. And when we got those chairs, it was like, everyone's like, oh, Mm, okay. Like it immediately just sort of like elevated the room. I love that. Yeah. All it takes is one thing. Totally. It like brought, it really brought the room together and made my kind of like mishmash (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, my I would describe my current furniture situation generally as like a mishmash. And mishmash it, is a valid style, it, but it made these chairs made everything feel cohesive. I know that sounds crazy, but it, but it, they really did. And if it sounds like I am like gushing too much about chairs, <laughs> um, trust me, I'm not because Article has a way of finding the perfect balance between style, quality, and price. Anything with all three can't help but bring a little freshness to your home while keeping your wallet happy. It's easy to get sucked into their mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs when Article is dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship. That stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada, and they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time, and they'll send you updates every step of the way. They are offering Forever 35 listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash forever, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash forever for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Okay, we're back. So... Emery dies in 1964. And here's something interesting. So when you like look up Emery Shaver, everything says that he was born in 1903 and he died in 1964. I think he had to have lied about his age his whole life. Because in this, in the book I read, he supposedly met Thomas when he was barely 20 that's what sherry williams writes and they met in like 1916 and he was a student at the university of chicago so there's no way he was only 13 at the time i think he and thomas were the same age and for whatever reason he decided to lie about it i also found in the 1940 census wow you went hard and deep Emery is listed as being 28 years old. In 1940? Yes, which is clearly impossible. Um, And he's listed as living with Thomas. Like he's listed, I think he's listed as like a lodger. (laughs) I wonder if they had to alter his age in order to maintain their relationship. Like in order to publicly maintain their relationship. 
Yeah. I mean, they were sort of like, it was like an open secret, you know? Um, and they were best friends with, like I said, like all the sort of like prominent gays of Hollywood of the time. But there's all there was all this stuff about, um, especially like during the Depression, the government, like if it if it had come out that the head of Maybelline was a gay man, it would have been a disaster. Um, so it's 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 really like tr- kind of tragic, but also really interesting how he had to straddle these two worlds. Thomas, Tom, I'm also checking Tom out now online. He's a very beautiful man. Um, but yeah, that is that is it's devastating. Yeah, and it's um, and also by the way, his son with Benny, who keep in mind he's only 16 years older. Than, <laughs> um, they become very close. Oh, and good. he ends up working for Maybelline. Okay. Um, and I hope Benny, like the queen that she is, is living in the lap of luxury in Kentucky. <laughs> I think Benny remarries and like has a fine life. Good. That's what I want for her. Um, So Tom is understandably devastated after Emery dies. And my impression is that his heart is just like not in it anymore. Mm. And he sells the company in 1967. To who? To Plow, which later becomes Shearing Plow. Oh, yes. I've heard of that. Like you mostly hear heard about probably from like pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Um. And they sell they sell Maybelline they sell the Maybelline division to Wasserstein Perella, which is um, like a hedge fund essentially in 1990, which then sells it to L'Oreal in 1995. Um, so all of that is kind of the background and the context to the launch of Great Lash. Like this was. You know, this was sort of, a, I think, a natural progression, a natural innovation for a company like Maybelline that had really been like at the forefront of the development of eye makeup um, for American women, but also always focus on a mass appeal. They right. were never going for the... They were never going for the super rich customer. It's not a niche brand. It's not a niche brand. It is a it is a mass brand, and it has stayed a mass brand, and it ha- it has had that staying power. You know, the there were two other companies that really also were innovative in mascara in like the 30s and 40s, and those were Max Factor and Helena Rubinstein. Now, Helena Rubinstein, I believe, does not exist anymore as a brand. I don't think so. Max Factor, I think, does, but like you don't really like hear about it, right? Like it's not as. No, I don't even know if it's still out there. Max I think Factor. it is, but like I don't know that I could name like an iconic Max Factor product. You know what I mean? No, I couldn't even tell you what the um, what the like the colors or what the yeah. Looks it like. actually, you're like it actually might not be sold new anymore i'm not sure No, it is i'm looking i'm looking right now and i'm pretty sure that priyanka chopra oh it's like a spokesperson yes but maybe it's not it's possible though i mean i think what's so fascinating about brands is that brands can be huge globally and not huge in our country 
Yes. Which is fascinating. Totally. To totally. It also like speaks to my own like American bias. <laughs> like binders, blinders on you. Yeah. Know I mean? But I mean, we are American. <laughs> so that's, that's true, Dory. We are Americans. Um, I realize I didn't give the the brief history of mascara that I wanted to, but suffice to say that like people as far back as like Cleopatra were using coal on their eyes. Right. You know, ancient Greek wealthy women use brushes to uh, they use black incense and they uh, use little brushes to coat their brows and lashes. This seems like another product recall that you might need to take us on just the history of mascara i mean look i could do that i'm here to serve <laughs> you're here to serve thick flirty lashes is what you're here thick, to serve flirty lashes um and so yeah and i mean it's still it still has a staying power like you were saying you see it quoted constantly by people who are like who use department store makeup, but then they, they also use great lash mascara. Like it's, it's been like the secret weapon yes. for decades. Like I found a 1990 article where Hollywood makeup artists are quoted as saying they use great lash on their clients, including Ivana Trump was <laughs> listed as one of the clients. Um, and yeah, so here is, here is how great lash is kind of, perceived today we're trying the damn thing this is the maybelline great lash mascara and my god it has been some years since i tried this but i included this in my other video if you haven't seen it it's makeup products which nobody uses anymore and i mentioned this product and these were the comments that i got this had like almost 700 likes on the comment and all of the comments were just like i love great lash oh my god great lash best mascara ever and i was like okay I'm retrying this. Yeah, I have not used you're not this an expert. High, and I don't remember it being like the best also, mascara. This person like, looks I remember very it working, young. Yes. But like it certainly wasn't the best. The packaging is great. And I saw somebody else's comment and they were like, my mom still uses this. And she particularly says this is like her fun product. And I was like, ooh, yeah. So anyways, let's get into it. I just finished getting ready. I just haven't done my mascara. We don't really need to know her review of it. But my the point of this was that she just said, oh, this is a product nobody uses anymore. And she got hundreds of comments from people being like, what are you talking about? This is <laughs> this could open up a can of worms as to why I hate TikTok. Okay. Because okay. she doesn't know if people use it or not. No, she's just... she's. Is just, she quoting the like sales reports from the no, last year? No, she is she not. Just, in, her, in the context of her world, people don't use it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which is interesting to me. I mean, I do think that is interesting. Like, are young people running out to go get great lash i mean it's now l'oreal doesn't break out sales figures but it is still um mentioned as you know one of the best-selling mascaras so i think you know i think it is still considered an iconic mascara and i and, and an iconic product so, Kate, that is Great Lash Mascara. And I, I have to tell you, so they, they are still, like I said, they're still selling the same. This is the very black that they still had. You know, that was their OG product. Um, they do make a number of different varieties of it now. I took a picture at Rite Aid the other day. You know, they have the waterproof version. They have, like, they have different ones and they make other mascaras, but 
I think when you think Maybelline, you think of Great Lash. That would be the only Maybelline mascara that I could probably name off the top of my head. Yeah. Even though I've used others from them. Wow. And so Thomas's family, I'm assuming Emery had no children. Thomas's family right. still doesn't have a stake in Maybelline anymore. Like they, he just sold it and probably got a bunch of money and that was the end. I think so. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Are you going to try the product that you bought? Yeah, I'll put it on now. Okay, Dora's opening the classic kind of cardboard plastic mascara drugstore container. Ooh, pretty. I mean, you okay. know, it's a basic mascara. Are you born with it or is it Maybelline? We're about to find out. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, pretty. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I noticed your lashes are much darker already. So also their mm-hmm. whole thing from the beginning was like, you can layer this on to get the look that you want. Oh, they look nice. Your lashes do look nice. Well, thank you, Kate. Now, how, if you had used elf's mascara would it look exactly the same probably i'm gonna take a closer look but they look pretty yeah it's i would say it's a little more subtle than Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. mascara that i'm used to but still really nice yeah i would use this your lashes are popping yeah all right well kate this was fun i have really been down a road here yeah yeah still thinking about that citrus in Florida and how it sounds kind of tasty. Well, I mean, that is an actual business that exists now. Like, no, you can, I know. You know, you can order a box of oranges. I truly want one right now. I, my brain hasn't left uh, the the sunshine state. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I think, um, you know, I think he was just ahead of his time. Well, Thomas, you know what? Thank you for your service mm-hmm. of, again, ripping off sex workers I'm being sarcastic. Uh, you know, it always comes back to some somebody getting ripped off, it right? Does. It, it all, does. I feel like every single one of these tales. Yeah. But Dory, this was fascinating. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye, everyone.